lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Merry Christmas to all of you. We are live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. Aaron McIntyre is here with me, as is Todd Erzin. You're welcome to join us as well. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Email the program, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show over on Parlor at Steve Dace. Check out our new MeWe page at Steve Dace. That's the free speech alternative to Facebook. And they're going to take center stage next hour with our final Monday Town Hall of 2020 because this is our last full week of the show. We have six more shows to go, counting today. Uh, Coming up on Friday, it will be our special year-end, two-hour day group, the year-end review. And then Monday, the final show, year-end review. So this will be our final, this Monday, will be our final Monday Town Hall. It is the MeWe Ask Me Anything edition. Todd will have those questions teed up, and Aaron will ask them coming up in the next hour of the show. You can also check out our new YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. You can also check out this bad boy. Oh, not in the camera. There it is. All right. Releasing tomorrow. It is my new book, A Nefarious Carol, the novella sequel to the 2016 book, A Nefarious Plot, which we will be turning in to a movie next year. If you want to get your copy, it releases tomorrow, but you can pre-order your copy right now over at Amazon.com. Also, the Audible version is already out. If you just can't wait another day, the Audible version is already out, uh, mostly read by yours truly and my oldest daughter. You can get that today over at Amazon.com. Thanks to all of you that have pre-ordered your copies already. Tomorrow we'll have some updated information. I know you can you can get autographed copies anywhere you live in the country. If you prefer that, when the book releases, we'll have all that information for you tomorrow. All right. So thanks to all of you that have already pre-ordered your copies as well. You have done your part to make the Dace children actually have a Christmas. And who knows? Maybe maybe the book is good, too. Okay, I softened this one up. I got a little pushback from the audience, so I tried to soften this one up a little bit, being that it is, you know, uh, our last week before Christmas break and all. Was that better? Was that a little bit more personal? No, I personal? The, the hard sell. You like it when it's just, buy it now? Yeah, if you, you, don't, like buy this, if you don't buy this book, grandma will die. Yeah, uh, the Oral Roberts approach. I need 100,000 of you to buy this book or God will call me home. That, you, you mean that approach, right? That, you, you like that one? Todd is looking at me as a Catholic. What 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 is an Oral Roberts? But anyway, oh, I know go, an Oral. Go ahead. Because I... Because I listened to Sam Kinison in high school. That's why I know who Oral Roberts is. Gotcha. Uh, our audience is displeased with your approach. I, I, I don't want to speak for the entire audience, but there has been some, I guess we'll call it <laughs> mild pushback at what some people, of course, <laughs> a scant few, uh, what some people would consider a rather arrogant, heavy handed sales approach. Bye, humbug. See, that's kind of what I thought. But, you know, I'm working on my self-awareness because no one else is these days. So I, I just thought the potential for that could be there. Not that I believe that, of course. But, again, I'm just you know trying to practice what I preach here and model a, a smidge of self-awareness. And you're telling me no need to, right? No. See? Don't get in the way of my coattails, people. Yeah. I'll that, fight you. That's, that's, that's what I pay him for right there. 
All right, our good friend Bob Vanderplatz will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. I already mentioned coming up next hour is our Monday Town Hall, Me We Ask Me Anything edition. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what's happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by punting. In a late Friday night dump, the Supreme Court rejected the Texas lawsuit, which was joined by a dozen and a half other states and over 100 congressmen and women alleging constitutional violations in how the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia handled their elections. Justices Thomas and Alito dissented while the three Trump-appointed justices decided to punt. And now, the Jericho March. Donald J. Trump, Commander-in-Chief for the Supreme Commander with the seal of the President of the United States. President Trump, come get your shofar and lead us to another four years. Amen. Bayomer, Yehoshua, and Ham Harun, shout for the Lord. This weekend in D.C. featured a pro-Trump event named the Jericho March for prayer and fasting with thousands of Trump supporters descending on the city to show out for Trump. Speakers for the event included Alex Jones, Eric Metaxas, General Mike Flynn, and numerous evangelical Jewish and Orthodox speakers. Implantable microchips, Satanism, it's out of the open. The Bible is fulfilled. Revelation is fulfilled. Jesus Christ is fulfilled. God Almighty is in charge, and we follow that mighty God. I'm going to hammer this podium with my hammer, and when I do, I want all of us to shout, no king but Jesus. The entire event is pretty much what happens when Milktoast woke David Frenchism is the alternative political philosophy to Marxism. Speaking of woke, Jesus-tinged political philosophies, uber-popular Christian speaker and author Beth Moore is back out there saying stuff. She tweeted over the weekend, quote, I do not believe these are the days for mincing words. I'm 63 and a half years old, and I have never seen anything in these United States of America I found more astonishingly seductive and dangerous to the saints of God than Trumpism. This Christian nationalism is not of God. Move back from it. Moving on, Bill Gates, who last time we checked is not an epidemiologist, was interviewed by Jake Tapper, who last time we checked is not an epidemiologist and has some bad news for humanity. When do you think life will fully return to what we thought of as normal back in January? No masks, no social distancing, uh, no other protective measures necessary. But even through early 2022, unless we help other countries get rid of this disease and we get high vaccination rates in our country, the risk of reintroduction will be there. You know, we can see now that somewhere between 12 to 18 months, and we have a chance if we manage it well uh, to get back to normal. Bars and restaurants in most of the country will be closed as we go into this wave. And I think Sadly, that's appropriate. Last time we checked, Bill Gates's net worth is north of $110 billion. Bars and restaurants in most of the country will be closed as we go into this wave. Checking in on New York and speaking of shutting down restaurants and small businesses, Governor Andrew Cuomo has done his fair share of that, but it's not stopping him from hosting a posh $1,000 per guest virtual birthday and Christmas party with special guests Ben Stiller, Robert De Niro, and Whoopi Goldberg. Apparently, his campaign coffers are running a little 
little low. You may remember last week on this montage the story of Rebecca Jones. She's the former Florida Department of Health analyst who went rogue and decided to hack into the state's emergency alert system and was the target of a subsequent search warrant on her property. Of course, lefty media in the state of Florida used this as an opportunity to slam Florida Governor Ron DeSantis somehow. Turns out DeSantis is having none of it. Were you aware that the Rebecca Jones raid was about to happen? there was an investigation. I didn't know what they were going to It's not a raid. I mean, I, with all due respect, um, what you just said is editorializing. They, sir, excuse me, excuse me. No, excuse me. I'm not going to let you get away with it. These people did their jobs. They've been smeared as the Gestapo for doing their jobs. They did a search warrant. Why did they do a search warrant on the house? Because her IP address was linked to the felony. What were they supposed to do? Just ignore it? Of course not. They went. They followed protocol. We actually have video from the Tallahassee PD showing that they were very respectful. She was not cooperative. It was not a raid. They were serving valid process in accordance with the laws and constitution of the United States and the state of Florida. They did it with integrity. They did it with honor. And to say it's a raid uh, is is disinformation. And you guys need to drive. Excuse me. Excuse me. I very limited time. Excuse me. You guys need to look at facts and stop trying to feed narratives. I understand why you do it, but it's not supported by facts, and so you should be better than that. I don't do that, sir. Thanks, everybody. Dr. Anthony Fauci claimed recently his daughter's boyfriend's brother had died at the age of 32 after contracting COVID. A 30-second search finds that his daughter's boyfriend's brother actually died in July and tested negative for COVID at the time of his death and had an enlarged heart and severe infections. And then there's this video from some spokesperson at the Department of Justice from last week. For those of you listening, what we're watching is some dude putting on his mask while off stage, walking up to the lectern with his mask on, and then removing his mask to speak to the press. And finally, the Ohio High School Athletic Association recently released their guidelines for the upcoming high school wrestling season. The guidelines say that wrestlers are not required to wear a mask, but they're not allowed to shake hands after a wrestling match in order to stop the spread of the virus. And that's what happened while we were away. Okay. Whatever, Matt. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Aaron's montage is is brought to you by our friends over at ExpressVPN. You know, does it make sense that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home? What about the idea that a single company controls 90% of all internet searches? And you saw what happens today when that company got attacked and went down, right? Okay. How about the, they also run your email service? They get to track everything you do on your smartphone. Big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit off of exploiting our data. So it's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these juggernauts. And that's why you need to use ExpressVPN. Think about how much of your life is on the internet. But when you run ExpressVPN, your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech can't use to personally identify you. And ExpressVPN makes it harder to trace your info and then sell it to advertisers as well. They also encrypt 100% of your data to keep it safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network. 
It's also easy to use. You can install this. Just download the app on your phone, computer, any of your devices. I have it on all my devices here on my desk here in the studio. And you can install this thing in about five minutes. So stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly or plutocracy uh, that mines your activity, sells your information, and doesn't give you and tries to censor uh, your beliefs at the exact same time. Protect yourself with the VPN that I trust to keep me safe. That's ExpressVPN. Go to ExpressVPN, V as in victory, ExpressVPN.com slash Steve. That's expressvpn.com slash Steve. Find out how you can get three months for free. Three months for free. Find out how at expressvpn.com slash Steve. For the overtime today, we're going to get into the comments that Beth Moore made over the weekend. Um, Because I, I am confused. Uh, I, I, I'm uh, apparently it's okay. Christian imperialism, I guess, is okay. Christian nationalism, not so much so. Now, just to go on the record here, I'm not a big fan of either one. I think anytime you put Christian and then add a modifier to it, you are in very, very dangerous territory. Okay? But I don't understand, hey, um, I guess because George W. Bush didn't cheat on his pro-abortion wife, it was totes cool that in the name of Jesus, we killed a whole bunch of Iraqi kids with no WMDs, right? That was okay. Do you guys remember Beth Moore, anybody else at her women's Bible study showing up on TBN? Uh, You guys are just way too supportive of George W. Bush out there. You guys remember that? I actually didn't know what a Beth Moore was until she started this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So the president uh, had sex with a porn star in 2006. So apparently you're not allowed to appreciate the fact he is signing peace treaties in the region now. It's that's the, that's the game, right? That because he had sex with a porn star while his wife was at home nursing their kid 15 years ago, I can't appreciate the peace deals he's made now, but it was totes cool to launch preemptive war on Iraq and bomb a bunch of Iraqi kids who did nothing to you and I over WMDs we never found. That was totally fine because George W. Bush quit drinking, prayed in public, and didn't cheat on his pro-abortion wife, right? You can tell I'm in a mood. I'm done. I'm just done taking it, tolerating it. I don't really tolerate much of it to begin with, but whatever, whatever restraint I had is now gone. It's just gone in total. Gone in total. Gone. Gone. Probably not coming back. So get this show while you can, okay? Because I, I am just done, man. On on so many levels done with, with pretty much all of this, right? I hope so. That, that's essentially the equation, right? That's the that's Beth Moore's math, right? Totes cool to, you know, uh, uh, launch imperialistic crusades, which I was all for at the time because I was told they had WMDs. They didn't. And then I really thought we were actually going to conquer Iraq and turn it into the 51st state. No, we stupidly tried to give them a form of government they hate and despise and turned it into an Iranian satellite state, right? That was okay. That was okay to do and then send a second generation of sons there and daughters to succeed their their moms and dads who were standing over parking lots with IEDs in Baghdad, right? That was totes cool. Yeah, okay. So that's the overtime today and I've only begun to push back on this BS. All right, so you want to get to a Blaze TV subscription today at blazetv.com slash dace. That's blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you can go. We're going to tape the overtime today following today's program. You can go there to get it on demand once it's uploaded there for you. If you're already a Blaze TV subscriber at blazetv.com slash dace. But that is also where you can go 
if you want to become a Blaze TV subscriber so you don't miss the overtime or any of the other exclusive content we do each day here at Blaze TV and get a reduced subscription at blazetv.com slash days. All right, elsewhere in the montage. Um, the Texas case with the U.S. Supreme Court. I want I want to reset something here because I have rarely seen my argument for being in support of the Texas case actually communicated. <laughs> all right. Um, this all pretty much just comes down to most of the arguments I have seen. With a couple of exceptions, including from one of my best friends. But most of the arguments I have seen have been reduced to Trump could not have possibly lost the election. So we had to, the court had to hear the Texas case or um, gosh, I just want to get rid of this guy. So let me come up with an argument for why we they that, that they were right on the ruling on the Texas case. Have you guys seen? Maybe it's just my feed, but that's been most of the arguments that I have seen where, in, in, where I follow is this is just a proxy for orange man bad or um, Cheeto Jesus saves. Basically. Basically. Yeah, more or okay. less. Let me, let me therefore spend just a couple of minutes reiterating my argument for being in support of the Texas case. I did this last week, but I want to reset it. The, the foundation of the Constitution is not federalism. I don't believe that. I have good friends who believe that. One of my best friends believes that. I don't believe that. The foundation of something is what you state the foundation of something actually is. And then there's a method or an application by which you would try to secure that foundation. I believe federalism is that. Federalism is how we try to maintain the foundation, but it is not the foundation itself. The foundation is the very first sentence of the Constitution, in my opinion. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union. That's a mission statement. The mission here is to form a more perfect union. Take these states binded together now as colonies originally with an article with articles of confederation and now bind them together as a union, as a country. Now, the scheme by which the founders intended much of that to occur was federalism. But the scheme is not the mission. The scheme secures the mission. But the mission is the mission. When a group of states, and maybe they've decided this legitimately, that's why we should have adjudicated it. But when a group of states clearly have a different definition of what is a vote, how long the vote can take place, what kind of voting laws can be made, it is at least arguable that the reason they're doing this is in order to dilute the votes taken elsewhere for a desired outcome. That may not be true. It may not be true. Do I know this for a fact? Do you know it for a fact? No. No one knows it for a fact except the people that are there on the ground in places like Wayne County, Fulton County, etc. No one else knows it for a fact except for them, right? Right. But this is why we adjudicate cases like this. There are three reasons that these states continued to hold this election days after it occurred. And frankly, they're all bad. Incompetence. Incompetence of government is a reason. 
we don't know how to count this many ballots. Number two, incompetence of the voters. For whatever reason, like in your home state of Wisconsin, the second most populous county, Dane County, totally understood when they had to have their mail-in ballots mailed in by, right? right. And they mailed them in by that time, right? Right. Okay. But uh, this, the, the next, the, the most largest county, Milwaukee County, they're morons. They're idiots. They don't know what a postage stamp means, when it has to be, what a deadline on a mail-in ballot means. And that's why we had to bring these things in by police escort, like the final scene of Miracle on 34th Street, by the bushel load at 4 a.m. the next day. Because they don't know. And I love how the argument everywhere is increasingly, democracy is so important that the laws passed to make sure it's protected, eh, they're kind of sketchy and they really don't matter. That's what happens in those places yes. when they make the argument. That, that's right. Yes. That's exactly why they should have heard the case. Because to me, for all the other discussions and everything else we've had for the last 39 days now, there's only only two cases that have begged the question that we can and need to get an answer to right now. The Pennsylvania case. Who makes the law of, of elections there? Does the legislature make it? Do the courts make it? Who did, when the law says if these, if these ballots, and it does say this, when these ballots cannot be observed, they cannot be counted. It says that. That is why Justice Alito said to sequester those ballots with a, with a preemptive injunction four weeks ago. Because the law does say that. But can it be amended? Can, can it just can it be amended on the fly? Can it be amended for special circumstances? And does the pandemic meet that threshold? Those are cases we need to get answers to. Otherwise, let's go back to that first sentence of that of that Constitution. We the people in order to form a more perfect union. You feel really unioned right now. You spent the last four years with being told Stacey Abrams is the rightful governor of Georgia by every media outlet calling you a fraud right now, accusing you of Christian nationalism and a bunch of crap, went out there and absolutely made a superstar out of her. She was in the final vetting process to be Joe Biden's running mate. And all she did was lose by over 50,000 votes. Which is more than three of the contested states yes. combined. Yes, yes. So you sat there and you watched that, and now you're being told by these exact same people on the fake right and on the left that you're a numbskull moron for asking these questions. Believe me, I'll let you know when you're a numbskull moron. I've got the loss of book sales and subscriptions to, to, just, to, to, to back me up on this. But asking the questions you're asking right here, that ain't it. There's a reason for 20 years we have fought back against mail-in voting. And realized it's the ultimate realization of their vision quest. These are questions that we should get answers to so that we can go on with our lives. At some point, whether Joe Biden is sworn in January 20th, whether um, Mork and Mindy are sworn in on January 20th, we have to run businesses. We got to open our, get our kids to school. We got to go back to church. You know what I'm saying? We got to get back to life here. At some point. And instead, what you're being told is keep your business shut down because Anthony Fauci, who just lied through his teeth about that family story, lied through his teeth. 
just lied. Point blank just lied to you about that. That's sociopathic level behavior right there. He doesn't need any more acclaim. He just can't get over himself. So let me just add even more to the narrative of Fauci the Great. So shut your business down because he says so. He's a liar. And go home and get back to your regular lives. Because we told you that the vote was secure. I don't really care. I know a lot of people are all worked up about Sidney Powell this and Lynn. I don't care. And we've spent almost no time talking about that here. Because I have no way of getting to the truth of any of that. And certainly not in the time that we have. But the possibility at least exists that we have permitted them a system now. Where when you do get your guy who's for Christian imperialism instead of Christian nationalism and will launch more of the preemptive war as you folks over at National Review just can't stop masturbating to. And will kill more innocent Muslim kids in the Middle East for WMDs we never found. God bless America. When you do get that candidate again. And Karen in her cul-de-sac in the suburbs thinks, you know, that that's the kind of Republican I could at least not vote for angry, not be angry when I'm not voting for them. Not be offended. Don't we need to know if they're not going to just do another vote drop off in Milwaukee County again because we let them get away with it the first time? Shouldn't we find out the answer to that question? Is there at least a, a possibility that's not remote that in a handful of counties, Joe Biden overperformed Barack Obama because they harvested ballots using a system that the pandemic gave them an excuse to implement. And they did it against a uniquely polarizing political figure. So it could all be pawned off as, yes, we know the math doesn't work, but it's because it's Trump. He's the outlier. He makes math not work. Move on. Is it at least, gentlemen, is that is that hypothesis possible? I'm not saying it's true, but is it possible? Is it possible? Oh, it's more than that, but it's as likely as anything else when you apply Occam's razor. That's exactly then why the court needed to hear this Texas case. It doesn't violate the Constitution. By the way, the Constitution specifically says the court exists for purposes just like this. Yes. Not to determine what a baby is, not to determine what a gender is, not to determine what a marriage is, but for situations actually just like this. This is one of its few enumerated powers is for situations like this. Disputes like this between states. Is it possible that you can't trust everybody running the mail and voting ballot process? Is it at least possible? Is it possible that the media that told you for four years Stacey Abrams was the rightful governor of Georgia is lying to you now? Is that is it possible? It's possible. doesn't mean it's true. Why don't we find out? I, I don't. Why doesn't Brian Kemp have an audit of the signatures on them, on the, on, 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 on the absentee forms? Why didn't he do it four weeks ago, three weeks ago, 10 minutes ago? Just show your card. Shut Donald Trump up then. Why didn't you do that? And I'm not going to be moved by appeals of, so you think, I'm, I'm going to be moved by, answer my bleeping question. 
that's what I'm going to be moved by. I want the answer to my question, and I'm not going to stop asking it until I get the answer. Because that answer is bigger than Donald Trump. It's bigger than a lot of these stupid political sideshows we are wasting our time on and have wasted too much of our time on the last few years. Did we just hand them a a printing press? Because we all know mail-in voting ain't going away ever again. It's going to exist now in some way, shape, or form the rest of our lives. Anybody want to fight me on that? No, we're going to. No. No. We just got done talking last week about if it's going to skip right on up to internet voting. So we need to know the answer to that question. How is this process overseen? What is the oversight body? The The Nevada Republican Party is still filing legal briefs. With very specific allegations. If these things are not true, hold the, hold the entire Nevada Republican Party in contempt of court, throw them in jail. I'm fine with that. Don't we want to know if they're true? Did this many dead people vote in Nevada or not? Or not? It's very simple. Don't we want to know the answers to these questions? And my fear is a whole bunch of people are getting drunk on the Trump sideshow so that they have an excuse either to A, keep lying to you, or B, not have to fight to get the actual answers to these questions. Okay, I hope you're right then. I hope you're right that Trump was just uniquely divisive because we're going to find out. We're going to find out in the next few elections that he's not involved in. Let's see what happens. Starting in January. Maybe it'll turn out. Loeffler and Purdue win. And Georgia's still a red state. And it was just Trump turning that many people off. Maybe we'll find that out. But why not at least allow these questions to be investigated and adjudicated right now in broad daylight so that we the people can form a more perfect union? That's what's not happening right now. Back here on the Steve Day Show, you know, it is the season for giving and Patriot Mobile is back with a brand new Christmas promotion just for you until December the 19th. That's the end of this week. Get a Samsung A11 for yourself and for somebody else. That's two phones, absolutely free. Or you can bring your own phone if you want to to make the switch to Patriot Mobile and get a free month of service because with Patriot Mobile, you're going to get the same nationwide coverage you get from everybody else because they use the same towers as everybody else. But... They've got plans to, to fit any budget, and they're the only conservative wireless provider. So instead of giving money, to your profits to organizations that kill babies, like Planned Parenthood, which the bigwigs do, uh, they give your money to organizations that give Bibles to kids around the world and stuff like that instead. All right, so uh, switching is easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. And remember, Patriots, or I'm sorry, veterans and first responders, you save even more when you make the switch to Patriot Mobile, so make sure you check that out. Uh, same service, lower price, and they actually celebrate the reason for the season two. So get a free activation and a special gift with the offer code Steve when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Let's bring in our good friend, Bob Vanderplatz from The Family Leader, and uh, this is going to be the last time we're going to have you on this year. Uh, we're, it's our last week of work, and then uh, Monday, next Monday is actually our last day, but it's our special 
year-end show. So this is the last time we're going to talk to you this year. I, I thought we'd start by, you look back on this year and everything we've been through and how eager a lot of people are just to turn the page and, and move on to 2021. And, and I'm concerned that we're not going to get to do that. That, um, I mean, we caught Anthony Fauci just lying red, red face to People Magazine about a COVID death in his family. It turned out to be somebody who actually died months ago and tested negative for COVID. Okay. At, I woke up this morning, I go to the gym and I see Bob, all the television cameras and the, the local, the national networks doing their morning shows on Operation Warp Drive and the video of all the, the first doses of the vaccine going out through FedEx and the U.S. Postal Service, right? Okay. And we're being told these things are over 90% effective, but then we're told that um, everybody that gets it still has to social distance and wear a mask. I, <laughs> we're already getting so many conflicting signals moving into next year, but I mean, just where are you at here at the end of this year, at the end of 2020? Well, first of all, you look at it going into 2020. It was interesting because Darla said to me, whatever we did. That was your wife, by the way. Yeah. Or is your <laughs> wife. Present tense, I meant to say. Uh, yes. It's kind of like when you inserted the comma. Yeah. Uh, this is the last <laughs> time we'll have you on the show this year. Um, but uh, no, Darla's my wife, has been for 37 years. But she said to me, uh, whatever we did to bring in 2020, uh, we're not doing that this year. Uh, kind of like, we just want 2020 to be gone. And then I reminded her, and I know that we're one of the fortunate family, so I don't say this out of arrogance or pride or boastfulness. But I said to Darla, wow, I mean, all of us have remained healthy. All of our kids, Darla and I have, we have a special needs son, Lucas. He's remained healthy. Uh, none of our boys have lost their jobs. Uh, the ministry has grown stronger, not weaker during this time. There's been a lot more opportunities. Uh, God bless us with Secretary of State Pompeo visit, Vice President Pence's visit, uh, Dr. Ben Carson's visit, and many, many others. Uh, I said, in a lot of ways, looking back, 2020 has been an unexpected year, uh, but for us, a very good year, a, a year filled with blessings. So here's the reason scripture says, you know, count your blessings. Um. But going into 2021, how do we turn the page? Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to turn the page if we keep trying to look at to places that that don't have truth. I think I think one of the looming questions today of 2020 going into 2021, what is truth? Where can I find it? What can I believe in? Uh, and I've said before on this show, Steve, and uh, I mean it more today than ever, is that uh, what an opportunity for the church to be the church. Give people true hope. Uh, this is an opportunity to shine light into darkness, uh, to show that uh, God is still on the throne. Uh, Jesus still saves. Uh, they love you very, God and Jesus, they love you very, very much. Um, and let's put our something in eternal, not temporal. Uh, we say oftentimes in this ministry, look higher, think bigger, expect more. Uh, that's what we're choosing to do. It doesn't mean we want to be unaware of what's going on around us, but uh, we do want to keep our focus where the focus needs to be. And I think it's a great opportunity for the church to be the church. And I think all of us as believers should embrace that opportunity. What do you think that looks like? I think one is it looks like loving your neighbors yourself. I think the reason it was one of the, great, the greatest commandment uh, is because it actually works. I think it changes everything. Uh, love God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. That let everybody know that that is my my primary focus, and then 
to love my neighbors myself, those who don't look like me, those who don't act like me, those who don't have the same status as me, whatever it might be. How do I love my neighbors myself? Because, you know, the old teaching adage was uh, kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, you apply that to your neighborhood or to those that God allows you to intersect life with. Uh, once they know that you actually care about them as an individual and as a person, now you have an opening maybe to talk about, you know, the truth, the truth of the gospel, uh, that there is a right, there is a wrong. It's not my standard, it's God's standard. There's other things, but it all goes back to check your heart, it's out of love. It's not out of I'm right, you're wrong. And right now, I think people are really looking for that today. Matter of fact, when I see people... Uh, willing to march the streets, take out swords, do all this other stuff because, you know, my team won, my team lost, whatever it is. I, just, I think that the underlining sentiment there is there's got to be something more. And the good news for us as believers, there is. What, what did you think Americans felt like in the late 1850s? I would hope that they would... It, it might have been a little bit of, you know, despair, like, will this thing ever work out? Those kind of things. But there's got to be an element of I'm guiding you to, you know, a deal of there's got to be something more. But we also had a leader during that time as well pointing to something more. When, well, first of all, everything you just said, I agree with because they're universal truths and commandments. Okay, so, but... There is a, there's also a time when Jesus says to shake the dust off your sandals and move on to the next town, mm -hmm. right? There, there's a time when it becomes obvious that, that, that people aren't interested in your message. That, that's why he says that they're, they're not interested in the message. They're not, uh, they're not available for, um, or open-minded, uh, for a conversation. So move on they were given their chance and is there how do i ask this question when are you entitled to a form of cultural self-defense oh i mean we're, we're we're engaged with that daily here at the family leader i think you're always that you have a responsibility not not necessarily an entitlement you have a biblical responsibility uh, to to engage the culture, uh, and to say that we don't, I think that'd be negligent okay. to our call. All right, okay. So I wanted to establish you both agreed on that first. You bet. Okay. So I'm one of your target constituents. I'm I'm the kind of person that a national organization like the Family Leader would typically go to to join, to fund, to donate, to come to an event. Okay, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm that kind of person. You bet. For the last four years, I have been told that a woman who lost by over 50,000 votes by every major media outlet in this country, okay, every major network, every one of them, that, that uh, on one side of the aisle, that she was the rightful governor of Georgia. She lost by over 50,000 votes which is more, which is far more than several of the states that are currently being disputed in this election mm -hmm. were decided by. She was even a finalist in the vetting to be Joe Biden's running mate. She has no accomplishment, none, other than 
she lost by over 50,000 votes in a gubernatorial election and happened to score high on the intersectionality meter while doing so. So she became a nice woke talisman to trot around for the last few years. So, so I've watched that transpire. It's not the last four years, the last two years, that was 2018. So I've watched that transpire for the last two years. While simultaneously, um, USA Today is publishing an editorial today that you have to have some merit that you can't believe Andrew Cuomo's accuser because there must be some merit, validating merit to your charge. And yet we gave Christine Blasey Ford Mm. a forum at the United States Senate in order to illustrate she had no validating merit. You watch that transpire. Uh, Uh, You watched three years of P-tape and Russian collusion and 40 some odd million dollars of an independent counsel investigation, which was done with really the explicit intent, it it seems now, to at the very least stall, if not remove the guy you just voted for for the White House. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you turn around and you're told that if you want to ask questions like, can I just trust everybody in Fulton County, Georgia, when they when they got all these when they got all these ballots at 4 a.m. the next day that they were just all legit? I, why can't I get an audit of all those signatures to find out if they were legit? And it doesn't mean I'm some Christian nationalist, Beth Moore, or I hate my faith. I, I just I just want I just don't necessarily trust that a lot of the same people involved in these processes for the last few years in places like Wayne County, Michigan, for example. I just don't trust that they're being honest. And I just I would like some reassurance that that they're telling me the truth because they also just lied to me for the past year and they told me to stay at home and shut my business down forever, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Where's, where, where, is, where is the relief for them? Who stands for those people? Because I can tell you why they're, they're, they're flocking more to Donald Trump now than they ever have, like it or not. It's because they have a perception whether it's accurate or not. If it's not accurate, we need to correct it, brother. But they have a perception that the church isn't defending them, but Donald Trump is. That for all the high and mighty sanctimony talk about Jesus and the faith, no one's def- defending defending the integrity of their vote. In fact, a lot of their churches don't want to get in, even talk about any of this stuff. And so the perception they have is Donald Trump is defending them but all these other institutions that we're supposed to be turning to in times like this instead are not. What would you say to them? Well, first of all, I'd say this. Um, let's go back to Scripture. Our God is a God of order. Our God is not a God of chaos. Uh, our God is a God of truth. He's not a God of falsehoods. So if you're Stacy Abrams in Georgia, hopefully there's a system in place to say, hey, if you, were, if you really believe you're the rightful governor of Georgia— Prove that you're the rightful governor of Georgia. We'll let you go through the system. But if we determine that you're not the rightful governor of Georgia because you did not show the proof, guess what? Then Governor Brian Kemp is going to be sworn in, and it's Governor Kemp. It's the same way, whether it's uh, Wayne County, Michigan, or whether it's a, a place in Wisconsin, or whether it's a place in Georgia, hopefully there's a system in place to say, you know, is this truth or is there not truth? And Steve, I go back to a little bit of when I was a high school principal. There's a lot of, believe it or not, kids that would come to my office and accuse Steve Dace or Todd Erzin or, or Aaron McIntyre about something. And if I just acted on the accusation, that would not be fair to Steve, Todd, or Aaron. So I'd always say, you know, you got to give me proof. 
Now, there may be suspicion. I mean, if someone tells me you were drinking once and there's no proof of that, I call that as an accusation. They just want to get at Steve. All of a sudden, I hear it a second or a third time. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I start believing it a little bit more to find out what's going on, what's taking place. But at the end of the day, we still want to get to what's true. And this is not the first time in our country's history that people say, I'd like to steal an election. I'd like to hijack an election. And remember, I come at this from someone who voted for Donald Trump. You talked about USA Today. I was the only opinion editorial the weekend before the election that they wrote about why people of faith should vote for Donald Trump. Uh, I wish Donald Trump would be the president that's going to be re-inaugurated on January 20. My biggest thing is, is, guys, we have to have proof. Not, not just emotion, not just, you know, I think a speculation, a narrative, whatever, because believe me, I can get caught up into that as well. But a Governor Kemp, who Trump endorsed and was a big fan of, now wants to basically, you know, get rid of him. Ducey, same guy out of Arizona. Uh, a Wisconsin judge appointed by Trump. A Supreme Court, three of them appointed by Trump. There's a lot of what are supposed to be independent bodies, even Barr, and I know uh, Barr may not be a friend of ours, there's a lot of independent bodies saying, no, you have not shown me proof yet, Team Trump. So to me, the onus goes on to Team Trump. And believe me, I would like for it to be true because you know what? Then why not just have the Supreme Court say exactly. on Friday, you know what? We're going to, first of all, the Constitution specifically says the Supreme Court exists for situations like this, not for declaring what a baby is or a gender is. But when states have these kinds of disagreement, why not just have the Supreme Court say, all right, fine, Texas, we're going to have a hearing. You bring your best evidence. We're going to have those states show up and let's do this on camera in broad daylight. Let everybody see these are unique circumstances. We usually don't televise Supreme Court hearings, but we usually don't do mail-in voting either, do we? Exactly. So we're going to televise this thing, put it all on the air and let everybody see what does Ken Paxton have? What are the rest of these attorney generals signing on to his case have? And then what's the defense that these states have for their actions? Why not just do that? And Steve, that's what I tweeted. I mean, that's what I tweeted out about. They should hear the case. Okay. And the, the issue of standing, whether they whether they believe Texas has it or not, I, I get what you're saying. But whether the Supreme Court believes Texas has standing or not, the reason I believe they should have heard the case, this has got to be beyond all reasonable exactly. doubt. Exactly. That's me, what I'm me, saying. Meaning, give me every, the reason is the American people. So what Trump said yesterday to Brian Kilmeade is exactly right. You do not want to inaugurate what people believe to be an illegitimate president. There was a poll last week that found 75% of Georgia Republicans believe that the presidential election in that state was fixed that in, in a way that would have changed the outcome. 75% of Republicans believe that. Why doesn't Brian Kemp just say, and you I'm have tired seven- of this Trump silliness. We're going to audit every one of these signatures. Okay. Why didn't he say it four weeks ago? Sure. And, and he could do, I, I believe he could do that. The, the other part of it is, though, is that the Supreme, go back to Supreme Court, 77% of all Republicans in the country believe this election was stolen. Mm-hmm. So to me, you have a powder keg existing. Yeah. And you're, you're seeing it in the streets. Yeah. I'm seeing it in family members. I'm yeah. seeing it in friendships. So I'm seeing it all over. And my deal is, because this, and I'm calling on all your viewers to be leaders for a second. You got 30 Le- seconds. Well, leadership is you remove the emotion and you insist on facts. And what the Supreme Court did should have been exactly what you said they should have done. 
open the case, bring your best case to us, televise it. And you know what? If there's a problem in mail-in voting, which we have been screaming about for years, then fix it. You got Republican legislatures all over the country. Fix the mail-in voting system. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas to you. Hour two is next. We are back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. Several different ways you can engage us. Email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook and on our new MeWe page here at Steve Dace over on Parlor at Steve Dace. You can follow us there at Steve Dace Show on Twitter. And then there's our YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash Steve Dace. Yes, we have a podcast version. We get a ton of podcast listeners. Thank you very much to all of you. If you haven't done that yet, though, hit the subscribe button for us on that podcast platform, no matter where it may be. You can also give us a five-star review. The more of those we get, the more it will help the show to grow. And we want to thank all of you that have done those things already. Don't forget, tomorrow is the big day. The new book, A Nefarious Carol, the novella sequel to A Nefarious Plot, just as a nefarious plot. Some guy sent me a nasty note. It's obvious your book is a total ripoff off of a screw tape letters i believe i said from the very beginning the book is a total ripoff of the screw tape letters right like this is some damning accusation um uh, the word homage by the way is a nice fancy term for total ripoff that's what homage typically means okay um and this one is a total ripoff of a christmas carol i'm not denying any of that those are two of my all-time favorite works so i decided to emulate i mean why try to recreate the wheel man just emulate what works, but with your own spin on it, so to speak, right? And that's what a nefarious carol is. So in a nefarious plot, you learned what's it look like when a demon general from hell attempts to tempt an entire culture into committing suicide as a people. In this book, you're going to learn what happens when the devil himself attempts to tempt one individual into joining him with the idea of taking over the world itself. So that's what a nefarious carol is about. It's meant to be read in like a quick setting, um, like one airplane ride so that you read it and it kind of grabs you and sticks with you from that point forward. Maybe you want to read it again. You can get your copy today. It releases tomorrow. Amazon.com pre-orders are still going on. And the Audible version is already out as well. Uh, so we look forward to it. Tomorrow is the big day, the release day. More details on that here to come. So stay tuned for that. Also later today, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live with the Rebooted Promise Keepers Ministry. And I'll be posting the link to that on my various social medias later today. Um, I know I should post the link to the live one, except I don't know where it is. I'm sorry. But after we do it today, uh, so it'll be Facebook taped, not Facebook live for the rest of you. But after we do this later today, um, I will share those links with uh, all of you on the various social medias out there. Uh, And so it'll be kind of a coming full circle for me. I mean, I got converted at a Promise Keepers event 17, uh, a little more than 17 years ago. And uh, they recently invited me to do a Q&A with them. And 
ended up picking the day that's right before the next book comes out. So a little providential timing there. So stay tuned for that a little bit later on today. If you are familiar with Promise Keepers on Facebook, we're doing that at 3.30 Eastern time this afternoon. We'll be that Facebook Live at 3.30 Eastern time. Otherwise, uh, we'll just be sharing that link with you a little bit later today. All right, this part of the show brought to you by Home Title Lock. You don't want to have to get a crash course in home title theft. Pray it never happens to you because it's a crime. And here's how it happens. Our legal titles to our homes are often kept online these days where they can be hacked. Cyber thieves know this, so they find your home's title, forge your signature on what's called a quit claim deed to make it look like you sold your home to them. And then they take out loans against your home until all of your equity can be gone. Often you won't even know about it until the collection calls or worse begin to pour in. Thankfully, even though your your bank, your mortgage lender can't protect you, thankfully Home Title Lock can. And in the unlikely event that you still are a victim of home title fraud while a member of Home Title Lock, they guarantee they'll put up to a quarter of a million dollars of their own money in legal fees to restore your home's rightful title to you. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't yet know it. And then while you're there, use the promo code RADIO to get 30 free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. That's the promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. All right, let's get to our final Monday Town Hall of 2020. Courtesy of our new followers over on our MeWe page. That's one of the free speech alternatives to Facebook. And somebody who's like, apparently loves the other one is Gab, the other one. That's the free speech alternative to Facebook. Yeah, that one's a little bit older. Okay. He was like all incensed that I didn't join Gab. And he's like, why did you join Gab instead? I'm like, I actually didn't even know what it was. And I I totally joined MeWe on a whim because I just got sick of Facebook and I had five emails in my email account telling me to join MeWe. If they had said joined Gab, I probably would have just gone to Gab instead. So there there wasn't some kind of plan or plot this time. I just reacted. But anyway, uh, our MeWe list, our followers at Steve Dace on MeWe have posted uh, questions. Todd, you have selected the ones that we're going to answer and pass them on to Aaron. You can ask me anything. Nothing is off limits. And Aaron, you're up. All right. We will begin with Thomas Pipkin, who says, I want to buy some restaurant equipment or I want or want to buy some restaurant equipment, question mark. If not, any ideas on how to start a soup kitchen? I'm guessing that Thomas is a restaurant owner, correct? I believe so. Yeah. It's a tone setter there. So I, I think it was on Friday. Was it Thursday or Friday that Governor Cuomo in New York announced with a series of charts and visual aids why they were going back into lockdown in New York, right? Yeah. And and on the chart, it showed that like one and a half percent of COVID spread in New York could be traced back to restaurants, I think is what it said. Something along those lines, right? Okay. And then he announced that they were going to shut them all down anyway. And, and you saw the health guy in LA, what he admitted about the same... Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember last summer this happened. It was a local Fox affiliate there in Nashville. I don't know if they got a leak or a FOIA request, but they got some of the Nashville Board of Health's uh, email communications that found it was a negligible transmission of the virus at bars and restaurants. But they wanted to keep that quiet in order to keep them shut down anyway. So the founding document of this country, I talked last hour about what the mission of the Constitution is. The mission of the Constitution is not federalism. The mission of the Constitution is to form a more perfect union. 
Similar to how the mission in a military operation, the soldiers are not the mission. They are the they are the application or the process by which the mission is carried out. Okay, and that's what federalism is. Federalism is the process by which the mission of 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 binding us together as a union carries out. But we already have limits on federalism because a state can't decide, for example, that in our state, people named Todd are slaves, but in your state, they, they can be, right? We, we already agree there are limits on federalism, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that tells you right away that federalism isn't the highest ideal. Whatever you place limits on is not the highest ideal, right? Because if you can place limits on an ideal, that means there is an ideal higher than that one. Sure. Know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, that that calls you to say, okay, we got to put limits on this. So whatever calls you to put a limit on what you think is your highest ideal is actually your highest ideal. It means it's alienable, not inalienable. That's exactly right. Okay. So we talked about that with the Constitution in the Texas case last hour. Now let's talk about, though, the mission statement for the country. So if the mission statement for the Constitution is we the people in order to form a more perfect union, if that's the the mission statement of the Constitution, then the mission statement for the country is we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration of Independence is the mission statement for America. And there's a key phrase in that document. Government by the consent of the governed. It it shouldn't be the case that you don't have legislative bodies in many of these states willing to challenge your governor's authoritarian fetishes. That's not the way this is supposed to work. You should. It it shouldn't be the case that a free press in many places on the right and the left. It it, it shouldn't be the case that a free press has instead become a mouthpiece for authoritarianism. That's not, they were, the founders gave the press the freedom to not be a mouthpiece to such things, but instead they are. The founders, many of them hated political parties, but then one of the first things almost all of them did was form a few because invariably they recognized there had to be some associations by which we could come together and have and and fight out our differences. And the vehicles for these things were political parties. It, It shouldn't be the case that with limited exception in this country, if you have a governor like a Ron DeSantis and a handful of others. None of the three of us are as happy with our governor in Iowa as we were a few months ago, right? All right. But overall in this process, has she been willing to at least listen? Yes. Yeah. I, I've said she's yeah. one, her, her presence here is one of the primary reasons I opened the door to becoming a guy who wasn't going to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. But to vote because with you him there, not have she the would... feds leaning on people like her. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that shouldn't be the case, okay? I mean, our, we uh, we were given a system of checks and balances so that it would not be the case. What's this individual's name, Ron? 
Uh, Thomas. Thomas, I'm sorry. It should not be the case that individuals like you, Thomas, all these avenues I just mentioned, with very limited exception, you don't have anywhere to go. Then there's the entire court system. That's why it was put there, to give you one last line of defense of your God-given freedom. And there have been a few places, like your home state of Wisconsin and some others, where the courts have said, hey, you can't do things like that. But our founders understood because they lived in a time. They were loyal British subjects. They had a king, they had a parliament, they had a barrister. All three of those individuals refused to hear their redresses, their grievances. They understood that that shouldn't be the case. We're we're British subjects, we pay taxes. Why are we not being heard? Why don't we have a voice in parliament? You, You want to treat us like British subjects, but then not give us the rights inherent with being British citizens. So they understood that there could come a time when the system around you would fail. And in that mission statement, they talked of when you know this is a failing experiment. When it's no longer government by the consent of the governed. But here's the thing. We have to agree to not consent to this any longer. We have to agree to this. They, they gave you a second amendment so that you wouldn't have to agree not to consent any longer. We can come up with all the other fanciful uh, ways of explaining why that amendment exists, but we all know why it really exists. So that you would have to no longer be subjected to a government you didn't consent to. That's why. So... I'm so sorry. I really am. I'm so frustrated. I'm so angry. I've not told the audience this yet. I just told Todd and Aaron during the last break. I woke up in the middle of the night Friday night nearly having a breakdown, man, like an anxiety attack. And I'm checking all my vitals and they're all fine, but I, it, it feels like my head's about to explode and the world is caving in on me. I just reached my breaking point in the middle of the night in a deep sleep. I couldn't get back to sleep and then just had like a massive anxiety attack. I'm sorry. I spent years trying to find and recruit candidates and get rid of incumbents. I mean, I I helped take the lead on throwing out Supreme Court justices. That's never been done in American history. Our state's still the only one that's ever done it. I, I did everything I could, man. And this year, I've supplied you with all the data I know. But I've done everything I can that I can do. I have a modestly successful show. I'm not Rush or Mark Levin or Hannity or these people. I have a modestly successful show. I have a modestly successful platform. It is growing, but it is modest in comparison to the individuals I just mentioned. And that and 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 you know, they're doing their thing too. 
and paving the way for people like us. But then ultimately, though, this is where the people have to decide. We're going to take the stuff we're listening to on the modestly successful Steve Day show or the enormously successful Mark Levin show, and we're going to do something with it. And we're just not going to tolerate this anymore. I don't know why you guys watched 47 George Floyd funerals for a guy that pointed a gun at a pregnant woman's stomach and looks like probably had some form of meth or fentanyl overdose that contributed to his death. That still doesn't excuse a cop for putting his knee on his throat for nine minutes, but that's a lot different narrative than the one we were sold, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know why you guys just all stayed in your homes and tolerated watching 47 George Floyd funerals. And then we're told if you put your kids back in school, despite what all the data all over the world says, then you are creating super spreader events. I don't know why you all tolerated that. I'm frankly stunned that you did and continue to still. I don't know why. But until that changes, brother, yeah. You should probably look at selling your restaurant equipment. You're going to lose your ass. I don't know what else to do for you, guys. Do you know what I'm not doing? Tell me what it is I'm not doing. Do you guys know? I think this guy in particular is asking the same sort of question of us all in the way he did this. Yeah, ultimately, if you want this to end, end it. Get out of your homes. Open up your churches. Leave the churches that won't open. Open up your businesses. Stop complying with this. This is a great time to do it, by the way. They're, they're telling us. Now, we've never created a vaccine for a coronavirus in human history. We have never created a, a vaccine with any efficacy this fast in all of human history. But they're telling us this thing's over 90% effective. And they're shipping it today as we speak. We're all watching the videos, right? Yeah. It's being shipped coast to coast. What a great time then to say, you know what? This is the day. This is finally the day we're not complying with this anymore. And we're all just getting out of our homes and we're not doing this anymore. I don't know what you're waiting for, man. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Steve, that's easy for you to say. Look at the state you live in. You know, <laughs> I rarely play this card and, and I'm serious about it. This time I'm going to be. I'm one of the reasons this state is like this. Do you think it just happened? How many Republicans, you guys know, you remember what that was like. How many Republican shibboleths did we have to torpedo to create an environment like this? How Lots. many years did it take? A while. A while. Yeah. And now the governor that I thought had no chance to be any form of an ally is actually one of the best allies we've had. My recent frustration notwithstanding. How do you think this occurred? Well, you guys just can't get rid of judges. You can't raise the money for that. Well, we're going to, and we did. You'll never get people to turn the ballot over. Well, we're going to, and we did. We just did. Well, Ted Cruz has 
You can't, you can't, nobody's going to, well, we're going to do that. And we did. Well, Mike Huckabee's got one half of 1%. Mitt Romney's already been picked by Mitt, by National Review and everybody else. I'm like, uh, so? I don't care. I, I don't know why. And I'll, and I'll tell you, if I'm being brutally transparent, it has been a great frustration to me. Because I also know that human beings have a breaking point. And I know what happens when you bury and bury and bury and bury and swallow and swallow and swallow the bile. When you reach that breaking point, we may have, maybe have a tendency to overreact in these kinds of situations, right? Sure. And things go from confrontational and uncomfortable to thermonuclear. See, I am concerned that because you guys didn't come out of your homes all this time, it will take like an Archduke Ferdinand. I guess I guess the only option is civil war. It doesn't have to, folks. But my fear is the longer we just put up with this, that's where we'll go. We're just Farrah Fawcett in the burning bed. Remember that TV movie when we were kids? I knew. Just uh, enough is enough, man. Light it on fire. I can't do this anymore. It doesn't have to get to that point. It doesn't have to. You don't have to tolerate this. Look at the amount of energy that was expended for the second time over the weekend to rally for Trump in Washington, D.C., God bless you, man, but, but where's the rally for your kid's education? Where's the rally for your business? Where's the rally for your mental health? Where's the rally for, the, for your um, respiratory system? Where are those rallies at? Do you know? No. I don't give two craps or a stroke about Beth Moore's silly Christian nationalism garbage that I'll enjoy taking apart here in the overtime. But I am concerned that we have expended a lot of energy rallying to something that we really ultimately, ultimately cannot directly control. as much as we can directly control ending this. I mean, where's the rally for, I'm, I'm open my business. Where's the rally for, why does my neighborhood grocery store have to close, but Walmart gets to stay open? Right? Right. I mean, I, I, I just... And I don't, I, I don't want to see a civil war. We are a country in, in cultural decline. 
precipitous, undebatable. It's also still by far the best place you could live. Pardon me. The best place you could live on this planet. And so far, it's the only planet we have proven is sustainable for human life. So this is the best option we have. Okay. East of Eden. Still a lot of great things about being an American and living here, right? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, to me, a civil war is, is we failed as a movement. We failed. We failed to use the processes, the freedoms, and the liberties that our founders gave us to defend our way of life. We allowed them to all be taken away from us and then complied for so long that the, the traditional avenues by, of pushing back were no longer available that we just left ourselves with this only response. That's not brave. That's a fail. We failed. Not the leftists. We did. We stayed in our homes for so long. We empowered them for so long. We face diapered for so long. We shut down for so long. We handed over our freedoms for so long. That we allowed ourselves to be in a position there was nowhere to go but this level of confrontation. That's a fail, in my opinion. Is that harsh? No. It should not have to come to that. We should not have to, to, to turn this into a wasteland for our children and grandchildren. Stop complying with this. Day one, when our state went into shutdown mode. We sat here as a staff day one and said, if they were coming to work every single day. And we all agreed, all three of us, we're never staying home. And if they arrest us, so be it. And then we just went up out our way. Okay. I saw today, Disney World has decided to stop digitally adding masks to pictures that it's taking of patrons on rides. Okay, so almost every ride at Disney World, you can get your picture taken while you're on it, okay? I had my mask off on every single ride. Every single one. I originally just did it because it was really uncomfortable, and then my kids told me, Dad, they're taking your picture without your mask on. And I, th I said, you know what? Now I'm just going to take it off on every ride. I'm going to take it off on every single ride. Well, clearly I was not alone because enough people did that that they just thought, it, what's the point? If enough of you get out of your homes and open up your restaurants, you know what? You, they always arrest the one gym owner, the one restaurant owner, right? You know why they get arrested? Because there's just one. What if there were 21? What if there were 51? What if there were 101? Can they arrest all of you? No. I'd like to find out. I'd like to find out, but we all know the answer is no. These things are unenforceable. You're just complying with them.
You have all the data, and now the president that you're rallying to D.C. to save him from voter fraud is promising you, here today is the vaccine I told you we were going to get with over 90% of efficacy. Okay. If you're not going to come out of your homes and defy this now, all for a virus that until you're 80 or unless you have two or three um, uh, uh, comorbidities has a 98% or higher uh, recovery rate in every other age group, but okay, fine. Then I don't know when it will be. I don't know. I have no idea why the entire state of Alabama is getting rolled by Anthony Fauci. I, I'd have never guessed it was going to happen, man. I don't know. Like the whole South, for that matter. All, the, all of red state America getting rolled by Anthony Fauci who's lying over the weekend to People magazine. I don't know, but you are. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But here's what I do know. Until that changes, nothing else will. Back in March, Bill Gates was on TV. Hey, can't do anything until you get the vaccine. It's going to take multiple doses of the vaccine. Now it's December and the vaccine is here. Well, you have to probably stay down, shut down at least for another year. I know this isn't much of a town hall. But this is the this is the clear and present danger facing us right now. It's not mail-in voting, although that is a clear and present danger. It's not the looming specter of a Joe Biden presidency. That is too. But number one on the list of clear and present dangers is our own complacency and willingness to comply. Boy, this holiday season feels like it's been a long time coming, so why not give yourself or someone you care about one of the best gifts of all this time of year, the gift of meat. That's the deluxe grillers assortment that you're going to find. The holiday feast from our friends at Omaha Steaks, perfectly aged, top sirloin steaks, along with other incredible meals, amazing sides, those famous Omaha Steaks desserts. And right now you can get that mouthwatering package, plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. Hey, for a lot of us that are now doing the grilling indoors with the ninjas and stuff they sell, and you want to do that with winter now here, it's just not as easy as when you're out on the deck, man, with a beer and a buddy let's just cut the steak open and see if we like the color you know what i'm saying kind of hard to just open the ninja up in the middle of the process indoors and and do that that's where those meat thermometers and stuff like that come in handy you go to omahasteaks.com enter the code dace into the search bar you're gonna get that deal uh, uh, at, at a great price right now. Get that deal at a great price with the promo code DACE into the search bar at omahasteaks.com, just like it sounds. omahasteaks.com, and it's all backed by 100% money-back guarantee because they know you're not going to be unsatisfied. So they have, they have no problem whatsoever putting that there on the table. All right, omahasteaks.com, promo code DACE. All right, back to our MeWe Ask Me Anything. I, I went way too long on that last answer. I'm sorry. But um, I, 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 it was cathartic. 
<laughs> for me. It's Festivus, the airing of grievances. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to get through the rest of these lightning round, fast as answers as I possibly can. Aaron. Next up, Ray Pyle asks, now that the Cleveland Indians are changing their mascot, what's the, what's the next sports mascot to fall victim to the PC madness? And if the Kansas City Chiefs change mascots in the future, how will Aaron react? I'll let Aaron answer that last part because yep. it's your team. I think this is kind of a complicated issue. I do. Um, because when you're dealing with likenesses of individual groups, so the Redskins brought forward how many tribes that said they were totally fine with it, right? Yeah. But then there were tribes who were not. Who, which tribes, who do you, normally you have to license somebody's likeness to some degree when it's, when it's specifically referred to something. When one group says they're offended and another group says they're not, I have no idea how you deal with that. And I know I'm supposed to be immensely offended at this. And I agree that it's stupid PC, but the sports mascot thing to me is like marijuana. I've just got too many other things on my list right now. I, I just don't have any, I, I don't have any real angst left for it one way or the other. Aaron, what are you going to do when the Chiefs change the name? Well, a couple of people the other night, I, I almost lost my my poop on, on Twitter. And I, I, I'm glad that I didn't because I don't think that's what the... Um, that's what the intent was of some people who were uh, after the the my Hawkeyes knocked off North Carolina in a pretty convincing fashion. Um, they, they said, "Well, you know, what do you think of the uh, equality on the back?" That I didn't, I didn't really, I don't, I don't go there to fight the culture war, and so I can tune that out. Now, if you can't and you just feel like it's in your face, you have it's your prerogative to turn that off, and I don't blame you, and I'm not going to judge you for that either. I'm saying the same thing with the Chiefs. I don't, you know, if they change their mascot, it's obviously going to be for probably stupid reasons because it doesn't matter how many tribes you bring in. The um, the example you provide about Eastern Michigan uh, from time to time, they used to be called, what, the Hurons, correct? Yes. And now they're like the Eagles or something and like that. And the local, that. that's a different. Now, we have a specific tribe. A specific tribe. And that tribe and they, was fine said, with it. But it, And the school exactly. said no anyway. What's, it, what if it's a generic name like Chiefs or Warriors or Chiefs, Indians or Braves? I don't know. I, I think Indians and Redskins, um, you know, you have probably a legitimate gripe. If it's the Braves... You know, that that's one thing. If it's the Chiefs, the Chiefs origin is actually from an old Kansas City mayor. Now, they adopted the the uh, Chiefs and kind of the um, Native American uh, branding later on as well. But that was the original name uh, origin of the of the Chiefs there. Uh, so I, I can do this. I can do the same thing as well, which is, you know, um, I I can kind of tune that part out. Now, if you if you come to me and you say. Um, you're not going to be able to watch any television. You're not going to be able to watch this team without signing a written statement saying that you absolve yourself of, or that you want to be absolved of all uh, racist thoughts that you've ever, something along those lines. But, you know, if it gets to the point where I just can't ignore it or I can't tune it out and it's just becoming bigger than the game itself, uh, then I have every right to turn it off. And, and I will at this point. But I've said this before and I'll say it again. The 60 minutes where they're actually playing football it's uh, it, it's still the game itself is still 
uh, uncorrupted, despite <laughs> attempts um, ill-intended or otherwise to do so. The game itself it's, is still is, is still a, a great game, and so I can tune it out. I have the ability to do that. If you don't feel like you want to, then that's your prerogative as well. I don't hold it against you. Russell Zeck says, do you think the cowardly conservative SCOTUS justices envisioned what their legacies would be as justices of the 33 United States instead of 50? We don't know what they thought. Um, We know what Alito and Thomas thought. And they also told you, by the way, they didn't think the case had much of a chance of being successful, but they were willing to let it be heard. The other justices, we don't really know what they thought. And I'd like to know, I, I can think of a way. Let's just hear the case. Let's just hear it. And if it's without merit, then yes, there will be, uh, let us, you know, there is a cultic aspect to a block of Trump support. We were one of the very first shows that ever pointed that out. It will not be persuaded, but a lot of other Americans will be like, okay, well, I guess we got to move on with our lives. All right. Let's just hear it out. Then we know what everybody thinks. I mean, this idea, well, it's such a bad case, no point in hearing it. Guys, man, back in the day and growing up in West Michigan, I always looked at the basketball schedule to see when are we playing Sparta? Because I knew that was my night. That was my game to shine. I had one 20 point game. My entire basketball career was against them. My JV year. All right. Because they sucked. They sucked. So that was one game you knew you weren't you weren't hurt you weren't sick you were showing up for that one you know what i'm saying okay yeah yeah you're because that's human instinct when i think i'm gonna roll somebody really bad that's the fight i never show up for come on man if the case is really bad then let's hear it pull their pants down and we'll all move on with our lives right sure yeah exactly up next, C.B. Butker says, from headlines posted on conservative news websites this weekend, which is more concerning, that hackers gained access to the U.S. Treasury or that information leaked revealed almost two million Chinese spies have infiltrated governments and businesses all over the world? Yes. By the way, there's 17 governors on that list. I, I, I looked at it. One of the governors, Kay Ivey in Alabama. Alabama. Alabama, man. West Virginia, another Republican governor. A state where the last three Republican presidential nominees, 2012, 2016, and 2020, not only won every county, won every precinct. Alabama and West Virginia's governors are on that list. And you're still in your homes. Taking it. I don't I don't know what else to do for you then. That's my answer. Will the United States be kept comfortable while we make a decision as to what happens? I, I would hope so. Yes. Yeah. Up next, we'll go to Marcus Cannon, who has a rather long question here. Now that you are a Hollywood bigwig, (laughs) congrats on that, by the way. Mandalorian, as well as Rogue One, has opened the window of possibilities into the Star Wars storytelling framework. Solo was an honorable origin story and was a funny way to correct the original mistake of bragging about making a smuggling run in less uh, distance than time. Who needs a parsec? What or who would be on your Mount Rushmore of Star Wars? Wars origin stories or side plots um 
there was a great Star Wars book that isn't included in the new canon now with the Disney acquisition called uh, Darth Plagueis. That was also kind of a, um, a, a de facto origin of Palpatine because that was his Sith mentor. That would be on that list to get that origin backdrop. Um, some original origin stuff of the Sith and the Jedi, uh, some of Dave Filoni's stuff in Clone Wars and in Rebels goes into some of that stuff. I think that would be high up on the list as well. So that's two. Um, more of Yoda's backstory, I think would be kind of cool. Um, right? I mean, clearly he's got some adventures and exploits to be, have become the ultimate Jedi master, right? So I would, I'd put that one third. And then, and I think we're going to probably get into some of this with Obi-Wan when his series comes out next year. But the process by which Vader at his badass zenith in the early days of the Empire went about putting the iron fist down on Palpatine's behalf, I think that'd be kind of cool too. So I'd, I'd go with those four. Good question. Up next, Constantinus Rhoditis says, we know COVID-19 was in the U.S. for sure in December and possibly September of 2019. Therefore, what we saw in Wuhan couldn't possibly be the origin of COVID-19. It seems reasonable that this was a manufactured crisis from the beginning, a sort of Gulf of Tonkin incident. What are your thoughts? Well, if you agree with the timetable from the Chinese government, Constantinus, then you're right. I don't know that I agree with that. And I think you could still have a manufactured crisis with a manufactured timetable, for example. Um, hey, this sudden event just occurred in January and and we don't know what to do with it when in reality it was already percolating and circulating for months before that. So um, I, I think a manufactured timetable is every bit as obvious or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, every bit as possible as a manufactured crisis. Uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident analogy that you're using there, uh, which was the uh, considered the manufactured crisis used to uh, get us involved in the Vietnam War, full bore from advisors to soldiers on the ground. Um, even if this virus wasn't intentionally done that way at the beginning, it has de facto become that. As we've watched it, the the shutdowns and mitigations continue to evolve into a never-ending story here for now going on nine-plus months. All right, last one. This is from Doug McCone, who says, Post-millennialism is Christianity's CrossFit. Discuss. <sighs> no. <sighs> if he means CrossFit by everybody that's in CrossFit has to tell you they're in CrossFit, and that everybody that is post-mill has to tell you they're post-mill. If, if you mean it by that level... Is that true? That's why I put this in here, because I didn't okay. know what he meant. Yeah, then I could kind of see it. Um, and if, if pre-mill people can become too um, invested in the fantastical and the conspiratorial, post-mill people can match their conspiratorialness with sanctimony, for sure. And... I used to, I did for years kind of the junior version of a CrossFit. We were the place right next door from CrossFit here in town. We were kind of like the JV team for people that weren't quite ready to try to kill themselves yet. All right, but we did a lot of the same things, just not as harsh. Um, and there is sort of a, we're in this kind of exclusive club here, you know, for real CrossFit thing with post-millennialism. 
He could also mean it, though, that postmillennialism is the robust eschatology for serious thinkers, such as CrossFit is the robust fitness program for serious workout warriors. I, I'm not, I don't know, Doug, so I'm not Depends sure which Depends on which angle. side of the glass yeah, you're on? Yeah, I'm not sure which side of the glass he's coming up, uh, coming from, but either one of those analogies I think has some merit to it. That's that's actually, that's actually kind of clever. Hey, before we get out of here, you know, travel being what it is this year, um, for Christmas, maybe there's some people you can't get home to see for the holidays, mom, grandma, any other loved ones. That's why you want to get some flowers from our friends over at Bloomsy Box. Yes, Bloomsy, Bloom, flowers, get it, haha. B-L-O-O-M-S-Y, bloomsybox.com. Right now, you can get 25% off what are just simply better blooms. Uh, these are flowers that are from sustainably grown family farms all over the world. And those flowers are handpicked right there on the farm. They're shipped from that farm directly to who you want to ship them to. So because they're arranged there on site um, and delivered straight there, they stay fresher for longer. I got some of these for my wife recently. And I mean, they, they lasted out on the counter in our kitchen for almost three weeks. All right. Now this sale is going to end soon. So take advantage of it right now before Christmas. 25% off. If you heard Hurry over to BloomZBox, BloomZBox.com. Enter the promo code Steve. Get 25% off right now at BloomZBox.com. Promo code Steve. All right, guys. You have any thoughts on our program here today with about two minutes left to go? Well, as heavy as it was, tomorrow you get to, to take the load off a little bit because uh, you forced me to uh, watch an hour and a half show about uh, aliens. And do you... We're going to talk that's about that. That's right. I forgot that's tomorrow. We're finally going to discuss our final fake news or not of this year. We're going to discuss the story that in any other generation would have sent people panicked into the streets. But right now, we just can't be bothered by confirmation that there are um, technologies that our government cannot account for on this planet currently in play. And so there's a there's a fascinating documentary about this that is different from other UFO documentaries. This is not meant to present aliens as a, a substitute religion like another one we talked about earlier this year, nor do we have Merle in the trailer park getting anally probed by the Greys. All right. We've got people that used to be the Senate Majority Leader, used to be at the, the head at, 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 at DNI. Um, or, um, I mean, these are people with real titles. Congressmen talking about this. I will tell you, a friend of mine knows Richard Grinnell. Now, he was he was Trump's director of national intelligence for a while. All right. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine knows Richard Grinnell and asked who's he's fascinated by this subject. And he asked him point blank. Is the UFO thing real? And he told me the answer he got from Richard Grinnell is he just looked at him and then he did the uh, the zipped motion with his mouth. And that was his only answer. That was the answer that he gave him. So. We are going to review this documentary on Amazon called The Phenomenon about this tomorrow for fake news or not. I'm looking forward to that conversation. That should, should be good. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Aaron, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I would say we have our eternal and our meta piece. It still doesn't make the road ahead any less uh, unhappy or uh, alarming. Think Old Testament prophets. That's time of the prophets, man, or try, time of the judges as well, depending on which one, which one you choose. Hmm. All right, we're back at it again tomorrow, noon to two Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John three seventeen.
This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.